this week on the Time Bat Show. So, you're in the stall doing your business. Mm-hmm. There's a stranger a couple stalls over. They sneeze really loud. Do you say bless you? Is that appropriate? everyone and welcome to the time that show i'm one of your hosts time aces i'm your other host bat snacks <laughs> yeah, sorry i'm laughing because we really screwed up the clapping in the beginning of the the sinking of the audio but we're going with it it's episode number 160 something i don't even know i think 161 is that right that sounds like a good number all right we're gonna go with that uh how are you doing today bat snacks i'm great i'm doing good 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 i'm doing well as well um we almost had one of those things where we try to do something over and over again, and we feel like we can't ever do it, you know? That, yeah. That whole moment of panic where, are we ever going to get this right? Yeah. To sync our audio in the beginning of the episode. I but felt a little bit of that panic. I did, too. I feel that a lot. Um, like, at work and stuff, like, when I do something wrong, I'm like, well, maybe I'll just never get this right. We've talked about this before on the show. Yeah, we talk about this a lot. This is a common thing. It's like an anxiety thing. You yeah. know, I don't really understand it, but it's like your brain tells you, like, maybe you're just not, maybe you're not meant to do this. And then you kind of panic. And yeah. It's scary. Because you need to do it. It's, you do need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So how's your week been? Anything exciting going on in your life? Um, not, not too really. much going on in my life, I guess. Oh, yeah, me neither. Uh, it's boring, I guess. Um trying to think of anything exciting happening in the world well there's big news obviously the big news in the world right now everyone's talking about this is the stupid coronavirus am i pronouncing that right is it coronavirus i think so okay it's freaking people out a lot um like a lot a lot i don't know if you've been impacted at all but uh, yeah i've tried to not really focus on it because i feel like it's not this is kind of like every problem in my life. Like, if it's not bad enough to directly impact me, I'm just kind of going to ignore it. Ignore it, yeah. No. And wait until me. it becomes unmanageable. You kind of then... have to do that for your sanity, though, right? Yeah. Because in the 21st century, there's so much going on near you and around you all the time that if you didn't ignore stuff, you would go crazy. There'd be too many things to focus on. Yeah. You know? So, I think you're right. I think with the coronavirus, we just got to... Live normally until <laughs> it's impossible to do so, and then, you know, we'll figure it out. <laughs> What's your bug out plan, though, if you, you know, need to get away or whatever? I don't have a bug out plan. I don't do know. Do? I'm not some kind of maniac prepper. Like, I know, but like, what would you do Campbell's if they were like, oh, state of emergency in the state of Florida, coronavirus is everywhere. You just stay at your home, right? Um, yeah, I would probably stay home. Have you bought any provisions? Yeah. <laughs> I have enough food to last, like, until Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, actually. <laughs> like, a good three days. <laughs> yeah, actually, that sounds yeah. about right. And most of it is food that I don't want to eat. <laughs> like, it's... There's, like, some taco shells back there that I, like, use the seasoning in so only the taco shell is left. This is an interesting thought. Like, do you think if we have (laughs) 
because I've, I've thought about this before. Like, because you know the food that keeps the best is like usually the the food you don't really want to eat. Like that's yeah. pretty much well known. Like canned food and like stuff that never goes bad isn't really good. And like I've literally had this thought of like, oh, if the world ends, you know, I've got a can of green beans from like 2016 that I could open up. But like if I'm starving, maybe I'll eat them. But like. Maybe I won't. Like, I don't want to eat them, though. Like, even as a, you know, post-apocalyptic meal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I don't know if I would do it. I mean, I probably would, but I wouldn't do it now, you know? No. The coronavirus would have to be really bad for me to eat (laughs) a can of green beans from 2016. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, let's just say you're, you're... you're starving. You, it's a matter of life and death whether you eat these green beans or not. Yeah. Even as I'm opening the can of green beans, which I'd have to find the can opener. I like. I don't open cans. You, I'm not eating stuff that's in cans. Uh, yeah. So you find that. You finally open it, mm-hmm. and you're staring at it, and it's you're like, like I don't want to eat this. Is it like? Is it really worth? It? <laughs> But at that point, you've committed because you've opened it already. Like, you have to eat it. You know what I'd probably end up doing? I'd probably eat some and be like, this is gross. And then I'd throw it away. Like, in the middle of the apocalypse, though. Like, waste food, literally. They don't really show that in, like, shows and stuff. But I feel like some people would do that. I would, absolutely. Yeah. You, like, open up some crackers and they're really stale. You don't want to eat them. (laughs) You just hide them from yourself. They're what you got. So you're like, okay. You know what I would do? I would probably put off eating the green beans as long as humanly possible. Like, well, it's really bad and I'm hungry and maybe I need to eat these, but maybe it'll be okay in a few days and I can just not eat these green beans. Yeah. And then when I get, like, unimaginably hungry, then I'll pop them open. Because if I'm not unimaginably hungry... I can guarantee you I'm not going to eat the green beans. Like, if I tried them, I'd be like, ew, I'm I'm out. I think my school of problem solving would make me, I'd open them, I'd eat some, be like, I can't. And then I'll be like, here's what I'll do. I'll save it for later Mm -hmm. when I'm really hungry. And... I, I'm like secretly making it so they'll they'll be inedible later, and but I. But they're just not going to be good later. Exactly, and then I won't oh, have to eat you're, them. You're tricking yourself. Yeah. Smart. That's, that's the way to do it. You trick yourself. So, how do you feel about this coronavirus thing? Like in general, give me your like general overview thoughts. Because everyone's everyone's talking about it. It's really scary, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's scary. I don't have any like thoughts on it or. Or anything that people haven't already heard, but what's making it really weird is every, every so often this week I've gone to do everyday things and I've been reminded about it. Like what? I'll, give me an example. I'll give you an example. I tried to order a new cell phone for someone at work, uh-huh. and our carrier called me back and said, "Sorry, we don't have any iPhones to sell you." And really? all the phones we do have, which are old Samsung phones, they're all more expensive than they usually are. Because they're price gouging, because people want them. Yeah. I guess it's people bought all the phones, or they couldn't get them because, like, airplanes are restricted in China that's, or that's something. That's wild. 
So, like, I got reminded then, and I had to call the post office recently mm-hmm. in their greeting. You can call them right now, I guarantee it. Like, right when you get off the show, you can call the post office. The coronavirus mm-hmm. is in their auto attendant for their phone. Really? It's like, due to the coronavirus, like, priority mail to China is indefinitely yeah. suspended or something. Wow, that's crazy. So, it's affecting your life minimally, but it is affecting it. Yeah, like, I'm... I'm having, I'm seeing it places in mm-hmm. like real ways. It's kind of crazy. I feel like we have like a scary plague thing every like five to ten years, though. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Like every five to ten years, we have like another one where it's like, oh, this could be it. This could be the end of everything. And then it just kind of goes away. Uh, but this one, and I don't know if this one is worse or better. Because it's hard to tell because of the fact that we are so much more connected to the internet than we have been before. You know what I mean? So, like, we're getting reports basically every couple minutes of, like, coronavirus this, coronavirus that. So, I can't tell if it's worse or better than a previous outbreak, you know? But, yeah. Like it's it could be that the virus is not as bad as, like, SARS, for example, but right. just hysteria is much worse right. because we're all online being like, ah! So it's definitely not as bad as SARS in, like, the deadliness of it. But yeah. it might be more contagious. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's only slightly more deadly than the flu. But uh, SARS is, like, way more deadly. But coronavirus might be more contagious than SARS. I don't know. Yeah, um, but we are all freaking out about it online. So maybe that's maybe it all amplifies and it's like hysteria or something. I don't know. It's hard to say. What but. I've heard people say, just overhearing people at work talking about it, there are people that think it's a hoax, and right. I don't. I think that's one perspective that I can't that's really agree probably with. Probably not true. I it's don't know probably why not true. <laughs> anyone would hoax the coronavirus, but yeah. right. I don't know whose bottom line benefits from that being a, a hoax. hoax. Who would benefit of the coronavirus being a hoax. I'm going to try to like think about that cuz I don't cuz it negatively affects pretty much everything I can think of. Yeah. I'm trying to think. It's not China. Everybody in China is not benefiting from it. It's the opposite. Nope. The only thing I can think of is drug companies, but they're not going to benefit from it until a cure is discovered, a vaccine. You know. I you could maybe argue that Maybe they make you. Know, they make the test kits, right? Yeah. You could maybe argue that they they m- made the virus or something so they could sell test kits. But I think a lot of the money that you know it, health companies make is in investing, and yeah. investing is not doing very it's good not, right now. Yeah. yeah. The mass companies, they they are well the ones behind it. The, you know the the mask, the face mask thing. <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't think they are. <laughs> it's not. I'm just kidding. You, uh, you're like conspiracy theory that like they, I mean, I know you don't believe this, but that they made it or someone like produced it in a lab or whatever it reminded me of this like urban legend that I heard growing up in Florida. Do you know the urban legend I'm about to say? Is it the one about Lyme disease? No, it's the one about, uh, love bugs. Oh, what is it? I didn't do you, hear Do you not one. know this one? Okay, no. so you know love bugs, right? I mean, you yeah, they're them. great. They're not great. They're awful. But yes. Uh, so if you don't know what a love bug is, it's... Do you want to describe it or should I? I mean, you, you've you've seen them more than I have at this it's point. The, there's one in James and the Giant Peach. No, there isn't. There's a love bug in James and the Giant Peach. Not a ladybug, yeah. a love bug. 
Oh, lo- oh I'm, all right. I got them confused. You know what I'm talking about. The sex bugs. The ones yeah, that they're in constantly. The have sex? Yes. You know what I'm talking about. They're no, all I know that place. one now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, every, I don't know. I don't know how often it is in Florida anymore, but every so often they all fly into the air and they have sex, and there's like a million of them, and they, they are on the beach a lot. And uh, in central Florida, it's like really bad, and you get them stuck in your car and everything. And they're like a nuisance, like a public nuisance. But. There's a story I heard growing up that the University of of Florida created love bugs in a lab in like some crazy genetic experiment. Like they were trying to like cross a mosquito with a you know grasshopper or something. I don't remember what it was. And yeah. they they like made the love bug and they had like 10,000 of them and then one day like a janitor like was cleaning up and he like accidentally like tripped on something and the glass shattered and he like released 10,000 love bugs into Florida and they've just been reproducing ever since then that's a wild theory (laughs) and it's like totally not real but like I love it because it's so stupid and um I don't know. It's just a fun, dumb conspiracy theory. But, like, why would anyone do that is the question I asked as a child. And I never really got the answer to that. It's just one of those dumb, like, hey, I wonder if this happened, you know. I think I like that way more than the coronavirus being engineered because I think the scientist behind the love bug uh, release is way cooler because his motivation is like, yeah, I want to create the ultimate sex insect. And I'm gonna combine a mosquito and a grasshopper. I don't remember what bugs. Two biggest was, sex yeah. bugs. Or <laughs> he did his research. You know, he picked the two biggest. He ones. found the sexiest bugs, and he picked those, and then he combined them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he like gene edited them. Yeah. And magnified all of their sex Organs. genes. And like that's all they do is have sex. Like that's their whole existence. Yeah. Is just have sex. Like I'm pretty sure it's kind of like locusts where. When they're when they breed, like when they are born, they yeah. only have a very limited window to like survive, and so all they do is just find someone to have sex with and then die, like because they die like right after they have sex, I think. So it's like they just go in, <laughs> do the thing, and then they go out. But they do it in the air too. That's the yeah. important distinction. They're not having sex on the ground. They are doing it in the air. And the gross part about that is if you, like, get hit by a love bug while you're running or, like, driving, there are two. There are always two. They're connected together. They're having sex in in that moment. (laughs) You know what I mean? And they always break apart when you hit them. It's like, it's gross. It's disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know. It's just, like, no other animal, like, does that. Like, no animal has sex in the air. But maybe that was the scientist's goal, like... I want these bugs to be so sex friends, frenzied, that they're going to, like, fly around together mid-coitus and, you know, do the deed in the air. Make sure they hit everyone. They're real clumsy. Who do you think leads the, like, you know, the two bugs are attached. They both have wings. They're doing it. And Mm -hmm. one's like, and they're, if you've ever seen one, they're not like, they're not like, it's not like how humans have sex like you're looking at the other person, you know? You're not like <laughs> hugging. It's like they're they're like 
they're like inserted, but like they're facing opposite ways. You know what yeah. I mean? So like one's on, you know, looking to the right, and one's looking to the left. So who do you think is in charge of steering in this scenario? Because they both could flap their wings in different directions. You know, their wings are facing opposite ways too. So like they're competing for where. That's to, what I'm I saying. Think, I think that's why they're so clumsy. Maybe. Like you can you can oh. swat one easy. They don't even try to avoid you. Maybe they just buzz around with a wild abandon they so, don't care where they're going so you're like about to hit one and then one's like oh let's get out of the way this way and the other one's like no let's go this way and then they're like they just negate each other and then you just hit them yeah that's probably at why no, they get yeah at no point do they think oh should we like stop having sex for a second and get out of the way <laughs> it's true maybe that's why you hit so many with your car because they can't yeah. like do anything they can't move out of the way it's kind of there. I think it's just that they hover. They're not really flying. They're just kind of hovering in one spot, you know, and that's what it's going to be. Anyway, that's a fun theory that I always liked as a child, the love bug industry of Florida. I don't remember if it was UF or Florida State, but one of them made love bugs, you know, accidentally in a lab and unleashed it on the general population, which is fun. Do you think the janitor that tripped in the love bug cage, mm -hmm. uh, do you think he re received love bug powers when he tripped in the cage? Yeah, maybe he can control them or something. I mean, it's or a, it's an origin story. he gains crazy insect sex powers. So he can fly and have sex he at can, the same time? Yep, that's, what, that's his superpower. <laughs> can you imagine if humans had a similar like thing? No. Like, <laughs> like what if we had to... It's interesting. This is a weird topic, but I don't care. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> animals are very open about when they have sex. Like, yeah. they just do it right out there. Like, they don't care. You know, they're like, whatever. We're doing it right here. I don't care who can see. Like, especially mammals, you know? Like, they're just doing it. They just go at it. In the, in the middle of a field. doesn't matter. But humans are very private about it. You know, Some of them, you know. Well, most. I would most say 98%, you know, 99%. But why do you think... I mean, I kind of know why that is the case. But do you think back when, like... Um, let's say we don't have a culture, right? We're, we're Neanderthals or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. We're back when we didn't really have a society just yet. Maybe we had some form of communication, but it was a lot of, like, grunts and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Do you think then, do you think we had sex out in the open, or do you think we still retreated into a cave for privacy? If it were me, I would go to the cave. You would go to the cave. But do yeah. you think you're going to the cave, and this is kind of a, this is a very interesting sociological question. Mm -hmm. Do you think the reason we do the private sex thing is because we have shame, and we have, like, that's a cultural learning of us you know what i mean as a human being you know what i mean like yeah. we we've learned shame and we've learned privacy i i like that theory i like i'm a big fan of shame i have lots of it um but do you think it's a cultural thing or like it's just something we have as humans well if if you want to go like evolutionary biology sure. if you think about most mammals that mm -hmm. do things like have sex and give birth out in the open mm -hmm. that is when they're the most vulnerable to predators yeah it's true so if you are out in the middle of a field and you're making a racket just mm -hmm. having sex with you know someone 
Right. That's when that's what the predator is going to look for. That's what the mountain lion is going to yeah, right. look for all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if we go to the cave and do it, we can mm-hmm. probably survive. From- yeah. Because it takes a while to get through it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> There's a process like, there, you know. And we're very elaborate. Like, we even beat the birds, like, when it comes to our various, like, things we like to do. <laughs> that reminds me at a, uh, I was at a wedding over the weekend. Yeah. And the place that they had it, there was all these peacocks. And it's known to just have all these peacocks. And the the male peacocks were all mating. They were not mating, but they were all in, like, it was the season where they're trying to impress all the female peacocks. Aren't they wild? So they were doing all, like, the crazy peacock dances, you know, with their giant mm-hmm. wings. And it's just so weird that they do that. You know, it's just, it's a bizarre ritual. And most of the women peacocks were just like, whatever, I don't care about this <laughs> yeah. at all. Like, it was great. Uh, but yeah, like how can you not be impressed by that? They're amazing. They've seen it a million times. It's probably like the same woman every year. It's like here he here he goes again. Joe is trying to get with me. <laughs> I've seen his wingspan like three times and it hasn't impressed me yet. It's always the same dance. He just wobbles back. Same and forth. thing. Yeah. yeah, he does the same thing and he thinks it's going to change my mind. Like nope, go find somebody else. You know. I mean, as humans, we kind of do that in a different way, right? It's like yeah, we impress. We try to impress people when we court them. And it's almost bizarre how much we try to impress other people. Um, yeah. Because we're not, like, lying, but we are, like, embellishing ourselves, right? It's like... Yeah. It's, it's strange. You almost, like... Well, let's do the first trivia question. I'll come back to this because it's an interesting thing. Segue, but okay. I don't want to hold us up here. Your trivia this week is about safety. Oh, safety! Um, mm. All the questions are about safety, huh? Yes. What will your first life? Uh, I'll do fifty-fifty. Okay. First question. Osho recommends always following the three-point contact, a uh, three-point of contact rule. When dealing with what? Okay. Is it A, electrical outlets? Mm -hmm. Is it B, toilets? Is it C, forklifts? Or is it D, ladders? Electrical outlets, forklifts, toilets, or ladders? Yes. The three-point of contact rule will keep you safe when using one of these. Toilets, electrical outlets, ladders, or forklifts. So the thing that comes to my brain is like when you're using electricity, you want to like be grounded. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's like, oh, if you use three points of contact, you will be able to complete the circuit and the electricity won't will go through you or whatever, if that yeah. makes any sense. It makes sense. So that kind of sounds like that sort of... But that also sounds like a toilet thing, too, for some reason. (laughs) I don't really know why it sounds like a toilet thing, but I could see it being a toilet thing. I'm going to use my 50-50. Okay. It is either B, toilets, or D, ladders. Oh, really? It's not electrical outlets. Nope. Oh, maybe it's ladders. Three points of contact. Ladders have have four points on the bottom, though. Four legs in yeah. every ladder I've been on. Okay, okay. so this is going to sound really <laughs> stupid. but okay. And I don't think Ocean would ever say this, but maybe... 
Oh god, I can't believe it. Come on. <laughs> Maybe OSHA is like, remember, the four legs of the ladder, you really only need three to be touching a surface. <laughs> three is four's ideal, but if you can only manage three to hit, like, that's fine. You're good. Just make sure I, it's not two. I've seen a ladder with only two legs, actually, only in movies, but. <laughs> Have you seen that ladder? You lean it on yes, the castle the wall, I don't and know everybody those, dies on that ladder. Really, yeah, everyone pushes those ladders over. Yeah. The Lord of the Rings ladder, if you will. You yes. Know, the castle siege ladder. But, so, because I know when I've used my ladder before, sometimes it's like uneven surface, and I've gotten three points of contact, and the fourth one is not quite there, and I'm like, oh, that's good enough. But when I'm climbing a ladder, I'm not thinking like, oh, OSHA probably recommends using three points or more. I mean, yeah. you would think they would want four, right? Like, <laughs> you want all four legs on the ground when using a ladder, right? I can't help you. <laughs> like, how weird would it be if OSHA was like, yeah, four is good enough. You just do, or three is good enough. Just make sure you have three on the ground. You're good. <laughs> You're good with three. We want four, but if we can have three, that's fine. I can't imagine OSHA wanting that. All right, I'm going to go with... The toilet one doesn't make any sense, though, but it was kind of my first instinct. So I'm going to go with toilets, final answer. Toilets is incorrect. Oh, my God, it is ladders. It's ladders. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the three points of contact rule is? Yes, it's not what you think oh, thought it was. God, it's God. You have to keep both your feet and one hand oh. on the ladder. Not three. Three feet is good. Just make sure you have three. I'm so glad that that's not like OSHA's rule. It's like when you put up a ladder and they're like, well, you got three on the ground. That's good enough. Like, you're good. You got this. Oh, God. Okay. So they probably want all four legs securely on the ground then. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Um, oh, yeah. So back to what I was talking about before, which was. I don't even remember anymore. Uh, peacocks are beautiful. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's all Humans I remember. Humans being yeah. uh, trying to court people. Right. How we're really not that much different from animals. We just do it in our own way. Yeah. Because, right? like, peacocks use their feathers. We use... I don't know if deception is the right word, but it kind of is deception, right? You're kind of, like, lying to the person you're courting. Because you're trying to pretend that you're cooler than you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a way. I mean, some people don't do this, but a lot of people do. A lot of people do. I mean, most people even. At least for a while. Like, usually, I think more young people do that. They, you, You have to learn a balance. People, like, pretend to be different, you know? Like, they're like, oh, I'm a really nice person. I do this and this and this. But then when the shit hits the fan, like, no... They're not actually like that. They were just doing that to impress you. Um, which is weird because, I don't know, I feel like you don't have to do that for people that, I don't know, maybe you do. I'm not sure. It's weird, man. Yeah, I, I mean, going back to the peacock example, peacock does not look that pretty all the time. No, it doesn't. They fake it, too. Yeah, they're all faking it. Have you seen those birds of paradise that have the crazy feathers that look like umbrellas and yes, yes, different things? Yes, I have, yes. They those do the are same sp- thing. 
They do the same thing, but they're especially bad because when they do their courtship dances, they like target the uh, the girl the the girl bird at like specific sight angles so that it's like an optical illusion. So it looks better than it is. Yeah, but they like wow. tra- they specifically have a dance down to like a specific angle that she's looking, and like every other angle, they they look like trash. To so her, they're like they're playing the fe- they're playing it. They're playing they're the absolutely game. doing the deception thing. They're playing the game. So we're basically birds. Like humans. yeah, we play the game. We play the game. We don't do the feather thing, but we're doing a different game. And it's at like look at me at this perfect angle. To make me look really good, but if you look at me in any other angle, you'll see that I'm a terrible person or, you know, an idiot or yeah. not, the, not the person you're seeing. You know, that's interesting. The angle thing, right? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, we, that's what we do. It's like, if you look at me, this, if you just see what I'm showing you, it'll look really good. But mm-hmm. if you look at everything else, it's not so good. It's the worst. Yeah. Anyway, it's tough up there. I think it's kind of romantic. I like the effort. You do? But yeah. don't you think it's a little deceptive? It's not what I like personally, but I like to like watch it and talk about it, you know? Yeah, what's like, your... wh- oh, When my friends have someone that's trying to like do that to them, it's my favorite thing to just like talk about it and dissect it and get all that drama. Oh, yeah. You you do like drama. Yeah. I mean, you don't really, but you do. That's an interesting thing with some people. They don't like they pretend that they don't like talking about that kind of stuff. But when push comes to shove, absolutely they do. It's and I think fun. I think you're that kind of person. And yeah. I think I am too, in a way. Um, it's fun analyzing people's intentions and trying to dissect why they're doing what they do. There's something about it. It's, an, it's enjoyable. But what's your style? You're not a deceiver? Are you a straight shooter? Just like, I'm, here I am. <laughs> I'm I more am. of a, like... If you can like me at my worst, then... Ah. So it's just, here's the worst thing possible in the beginning, and it's all up from here. Yeah. That's that's a strategy. I don't, I don't know how effective that is, but it's a strategy. No. Yeah. I don't do worst at first, but I, I try to be honest quickly, because I just don't like to waste a lot of time. It's also stressful to, like... Not not that you're lying, but it's stressful to, like, keep up a front like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? To, like, oh, I'm always on edge. I'm always trying to say the right thing and da-da-da-da-da. Because you're kind of somebody that you're not at that point. You're trying to be somebody that you're not, sort of. Yeah. That's hard. I, I think part of it, too, is... I And I know this about myself. I have a fear of getting, like, shut down a little bit. Mm. So, if oh, yes. I don't... Rejection. Fear of yeah, rejection. if I don't... If I don't bring my A game, then I, I can't lose, you know? Ah, so like you're giving up before you even start, almost. Not not giving up, but just <laughs> being honest. Setting your expectations low to begin yes. with. I don't want to play the game, because I might lose. Because, yes, that's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, I'm sorry, I was... It's okay, that's, that's me being very honest. It's good, it's good. Uh... I forgot what we were talking about for the rest of the show already. I have CIA on my list of things to talk about, but I don't know what that is entailing. I messaged you the other day. I, it was just a link to the CIA's Twitter. And I was thinking, like, how crazy is it that the CIA has a Twitter account? Why do they need that? Yeah, who, why are they, ad- are they advertising to people or something? 
Like I read weird. their posts, and it was mostly, like, inspirational quotes and stuff. That's so bizarre. Like, isn't the point of the CIA to kind of be on the down low all the time? To, like, not know what they're up to, you know? So I thought so. Twitter seems, like, counterintuitive to that goal. Well, it's just so strange, like, because... When I imagine the CIA, I think of secret agents, mm-hmm. and I just think of them all sitting around a table, and secret agent one is like, hey, should we make a Twitter account? And there's someone at the CIA that works there who's in a leadership position who like, said, yes. yeah, that's a good idea. And you're like, my niece has a Twitter, and she we loves should make it. it. We should make one. Let's make an account there. Do you think the Twitter, or Twitter, do you think the CIA is a social media manager then? They have to, right? That's such a bizarre concept to me like that cia has a social media manager like a person that works there that handles their social media why does the cia need a social media it doesn't make any sense to me like they're not advertising anything they're a government agency i just don't they probably have a public relations department and probably there's some I'm going to stereotype, but there's some, like, millennial dude that works in that office who they're like, let's just make him the Twitter guy. Yeah, you're probably right. Maybe they're doing it for, you know, perception, right? It's like, oh, people don't like the CIA, so we'll have social media presence to make it seem like we're cool. You know, so people feel better about the CIA spying on them all the time. You know? Yeah, what makes it especially weird to me, though, is that... I feel like Twitter is the one that they all get on. Like, it's specifically Twitter that everybody has. And Twitter is the only social media website that allows, like, pornography and, like... Twitter's the worst one. It's not the one, you know? (laughs) And that's the one they've all chosen. (laughs) I think it's because Twitter has more means of, like, blocking and stuff than the other ones. Maybe. I don't know if that's true, but... Do you think the CA has an Instagram? I haven't checked. <laughs> this is like Agent Joe and Smith out on out on the town, and they're like chasing down a guy or something. You know, there's like a an Instagram post of a recording, uh, like a tape recorder in a in a dimly lit room, <laughs> and they're like getting ready for the day. You know, hashtag life goals or something. If I were their social media manager, that's all it would be. It would be like little parody videos of like microphones and rooms. Yeah, it would be CIA memes. memes, you know? Yeah. Oh, do you think they have memes? Do, does the Twitter account post memes? I didn't look at it that oh closely. Oh my god, if they posted memes, that would be something right there. Because there are a lot of like, you know, you can't trust the government memes out there. They're not a ton, but they exist. And can you imagine if they rolled with that? Like, can you imagine if the CIA Twitter had the same kind of personality as the Wendy's Twitter? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, they posted memes, they got into fights with other Twitter accounts. You know, they'd probably smack talk the NSA or something like that. You know, and the FBI. You know, and yeah, they would make jokes and stuff. That seems very bizarre. I say give it five years. and think we're going to get there? The CIA is going to post a picture of JFK with the meme text that says, wasn't us, and then they're going (laughs) to at FBI, was it (laughs) y'all? 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, God. That's horrible. And then FBI is going to call out another government agency. I don't know yeah. who it would be, but oh, they should call was, out Russia. US, US Marshals, yeah, they at the USSR or whatever. Yeah, even though they don't Putin. exist anymore. Whoever. At Putin, like, did you all? Did you all do it? LOL, and then like the rolling, laughing, smiley emoji. You know, yeah, like ha ha ha. That would be awful, but funny. I feel like memes give give like. An air of uh, non-serious thing, seriousness to things that are serious. Yeah, uh, and that just would make me uncomfortable because I feel like the CIA. I don't want them to to make memes ever. No, ever, 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 ever. But I wouldn't be as surprised as I would have been five years ago. Like, if you told me that the CIA has started making memes five years ago, I would have been genuinely surprised. But if you told me that today, I might believe you. I might be like, okay, I could see that, you know? Yeah. Because so many other serious organizations have done that to, like, make them look less intimidating, I guess. Yeah. But that's Our president does it. The president yes. does it. Yes, and it's a, bizar- it's a bizarre thing to do because... Because, like, they're doing it for the singular purpose of, hey, look, I'm the cool, fun government agency that you shouldn't take that serious. But they're the CIA. You know, they know everything about everything. And playing down their, you know, power is kind of feels weird to me. Yeah, it's know? gross. I don't. It's gross. It's- exactly. And they're that's what they're doing. If they would ever do that, it would be to play down their their power you know their global dominance and that's it feels nasty yeah i agree but we we like to fall for that as a society this reminds me of something that happened to me at work uh Mm. so where i work right now we used to get an annual bonus and it was a pretty nice bonus and Mm. they replaced it right after i started of course with Mm. this new program called bonusly okay and the way bonusly works is everybody gets like bonus tokens at the start of every month. They made like a game to, out of it. You have to give them to other people. Are you serious? And then you can redeem those for like target gift cards. So this literally is a game. It's a game. They've gamified it. The interface is ripped straight off of Twitter. And you have to at people, and there's a public feed for the entire company to see when anybody gets a bonus So you can't do it anonymously? No, everybody's going to see it. So they do it that way, probably so they avoid uh, people giving each other bonus tokens. Yeah, every month. Mm Because then it's obvious. Because if I was doing that, and I worked with you, I'd just be like, hey, give me all your bonus tokens, and I'll give you all mine. You know, every month or whatever. I... I'm I'm one of the people that they showed it to first, and I hated it because you know me. But like, that's awful. I don't like that at all. There's a leaderboard that shows who has the most bonuses. Are you serious? Is this real? It's real. They this do is it some dystopian shit right here. I don't like this at all. Yeah. Here's the problem with this: some people don't work with that many other people, and they're not going to get a bonus in this scenario because they just don't work with many people. You know? Yeah. 
Like, you're lucky in that you work with a lot of people. But I work with everybody. I get tons of this stuff. Right. Like, but, like, some people are just kind of in the corner just doing their own thing. Maybe they're doing a great job, but they're not getting bonus tokens. You know? That's yeah, stupid. What I, th- I think what makes it worse is the amount of money that goes into this program is like a third of what they used to spend on annual bonuses, and yeah. it replaced the annual bonuses. So it's like, I think the perception when they switched to this was, oh, everybody will have s- so much fun with this new millennial-friendly like, bonus system. Freaking but in reality, they're fest. just saving a lot of money. But in reality, they're spending a third less on bonuses. Yeah. And it's weird, and it's weird, too. Yeah, and it makes me feel weird. It it's like they're weird. making a joke out of people out out of like people's incomes. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. It's like they they're not taking people's livelihoods seriously. That's what bothers me the most. Yeah, and it's like it's a jokey thing. It's like, but yeah. I need that. It's like, know? oh, you need the money to pay for your baby. Oh, here's <laughs> ten bonus tokens. You, uh, you didn't you didn't get target. enough this month, I guess. Your baby's <laughs> using old diapers or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I, I like said all this. Yeah, we're getting there as a society with a lot of different things. Like everything's being like gamified in a way. Um, we were talking about this on Twitter, I think. Yeah, but everything's becoming like a game. You know, it's like, oh, let's let's make this fun. You know, let's let's make this a game. You know, and the reason that it's being stuff's being made a game is to distract you from the fact that it's getting shittier. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's really what it is. You know, it's like, this is shittier, but if we make it a game, you won't notice until it's too late and you won't be able to do anything about it. Yeah. And that's like the whole, it's like a lot of things are getting to that point. It's kind of frightening a little bit. Do you want to do your second trivia question? Yeah, I do. Okay. What um, lifeline will you choose? I'll do Marty Hall. Marty Hall, okay. Your question is, more than blank people receive emergency room treatment from ladder-related injuries every year. More ladder stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Is it A, 900 people? Okay. Is it B, 9,000 people? Yep. Is it C, 90,000 people? Or is it D, 900,000 people? Jesus Christ. I feel like it could be any of these. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Because I don't think it's 900. I think it's more than that. Okay. But I could see any of these numbers. Because ladders are dangerous. And people are on ladders all the time. Yeah. And it's really not a question of how many people are injured by ladders. That's not really the question here. Yeah. The real question is how many people are regularly on ladders? That's the real question. Because I guarantee you the the accident percentage of people that use ladders is probably really high. So it's more of a question of what's the global, you know, amount uh percentage of ladder use, you know, in a year or whatever. I guess I'm going to just use my money home. And I'm going to lock in 900 because I don't think it's 900. That's a solid strategy. So it is either 900 or 90,000. Okay. I'm pretty confident that it's 90,000. So I'm going to go with 90,000 final answer. 90,000 is correct. Oh, thank God. 
See, that seems like a reasonable amount of ladder injuries. Ladders are so dangerous. Yeah. It's amazing. Every time I get on a ladder, I think this could be the end. Do you ever yeah. do you ever think of that? Like when you're standing on a ladder? I don't know if you own a ladder. I use ladders a lot at work, and every time I get on one, I'm like, oh, man. Like this could be it. Yeah, it's like if you use a ladder a lot, it's not like if you're going to get hurt. No, it's, it's just when. is today the day. Yeah, is this the day I'm going to fall off the ladder? And a lot of times when I use a ladder, like it's not as secure as it could be because it's in a weird place at a weird angle, you know, and the there's three contact points instead of four, <laughs> you know what I mean? And and it's just like, well, this isn't optimal, but I have to do it because I have no other choice. Like I'll give you an example. This is so dangerous. But I have a stairway up to my top floor, and mm-hmm. it's kind of an open concept stairway. Like, it has a very high vaulted ceiling uh, on the stairway. And yeah. on the vaulted ceiling, there's a light fixture. And the only way to get to the light fixture is getting a ladder and putting it down and climbing up there and changing the light. Here's the problem the landing. The stairs, you've seen my stairs, it's like a, it's like it goes up one way, there's a landing, and then it goes up the another way. Mm-hmm. The light fixture is above the stairs, not the landing. So if you put the, land, the ladder on the stairs, you're not going to be able to reach the light bulb. So what I had to do is put the ladder on two separate stairs <laughs> in order to get to the light bulb. And I thought I could die to change this stupid light bulb. But that's what I'm talking about. Like... It's too inconvenient to, like, buy a specialty ladder. So I feel like people would just be like, well, this is a calculated risk that I'm taking to change my shingles or whatever it is. Yeah. So I'll just do it. I know OSHA says this is a bad idea, but how else am I going to get to the light bulb? You know, so and thus ladder injury right there. Have you ever done this one? Like, your ladder is just not tall enough. Like, you just need, like, two yep. two more feet. That's yep. all you need. Yep. So, you put a chair <laughs> under the ladder. I have never done that one before, but I'm sure I will one day. I mean, it's <laughs> the same so, number of points of contact. That's, so, still- that's true. You got your four there, so it's <laughs> fine. Uh, that one sounds very dangerous. I have stood at the top part of the ladder that you're not supposed to stand oh, on. Oh, no, that's not good. I've, I've done that before. Because it wouldn't reach. And I was like, well, I guess I'll stand at the top point. Cause that's Nothing to hold on to. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I definitely didn't have the points of contact on that one. <laughs> you had zero. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I had zero points of contact. <laughs> but, like, how else am I going to do it? What, am I going to go to the store and buy a bigger ladder for this one thing? No. No one does that. No. You know? <laughs> I use my ladder, like, <laughs> once a year. I'm not going to buy a new one. <laughs> yeah, it could get you in trouble, but I guarantee you that's what people do at work, too. Like, they're mm-hmm. not going to stop doing their job no. for the day. No. They're just going to use something unsafe. Yeah, they're not going to wait a week to get a new ladder and then postpone the problem a week. Like, they just need to screw in a light bulb. No, And they'll be like, I'll be fine. And that's how there's 90,000 ladder entries every year. Yeah, that's what happens. And it's crazy how stupid humans are with that kind of thing. Because everyone does this, me included, is like, 
oh, there's some things like, oh, this is dangerous if I did it this way. But it's like, it's so inconvenient to do it a different way, then eh, I'll be fine. You know, and you just do it. And like people looking outwardly like of an injury, like that guy fell off a ladder doing this and this and this. You know, we always laugh at that. Like, what an idiot. Like, couldn't he, doesn't he know that was unsafe? But like, if you put yourself in his shoes, you'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. It's like, it's a Sunday. I got to go to work tomorrow. Home Depot closes in 30 minutes. I'm not going to buy a ladder. I'm just going to use this one and finish it now. And, you know, whatever. It's fine. Then you won't have to think about it and it's over. Exactly. I'll either die and I won't have to think about it or I'll fix the problem (laughs) and it'll be fine. So what are you going to do? Do you want to do some Reddits? Sure. I have a really good one for you. Nice. This is a restroom question. Ooh. Uh, restroom etiquette. Uh, Dodger7T7 asks, when you're sitting in a restroom, and in a restroom stall, and someone a few stalls over sneezes, is it acceptable to say bless you to the stranger, or do you ignore any form of, con- of contact and conversation provoking? So, you're in the stall doing your business. Mm-hmm. There's a stranger a couple stalls over. They sneeze really loud. Do you say bless you? Is that appropriate? Is that... What is that? What is... That's not appropriate. No no bless you. No. You think no bless you. I can justify it. Tell me. Tell me your justification. So, you're initiating contact. Yeah. I know it might feel like he did, but, like, he can't control his sneeze. Just like he can't control his bowels, <laughs> in a in a way, <laughs> you know. You don't yeah. say bless you when that happens either. So, well, I don't know. It's never happened. I mean, that's true. That but you know what I mean. Really funny. You know what I mean. I was I was at work today, and have you ever gotten to the situation where like you're leaving the bathroom, you're washing your hands, and then. <laughs> There's a very loud noise as you're escaping the bathroom. And you just yes. kind of make the face at yourself in the mirror of like, oh, God. And then you just run away. That happened to me at work yes. today. Like, it happens to me, not all the time, but like, it's just like, well, okay, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, you wash your hands a little bit quicker. Time to go. Yeah, and you're like, well, he's having a day. Let's just leave that as that. <laughs> but no, I think it's interesting because... Conversation in the bathroom is something I do not like or do not agree with, and it's some of, people do it though. I hate it. Some and people I do it. Absolutely hate it. I don't think anyone should ever talk to you in the bathroom. Some people might say like, "Oh, if you're both washing your hands, it's fine," but I disagree because you're just you're normalizing it. When you're washing your hands. Like, if you both get out of the stall at the same time and you're washing your hands, some people might say, that's fine to talk to somebody. But I don't think it is because you're normalizing it. Wait till you both leave. And if you leave at the same time, then you can have a conversation. That's fine. But in the bathroom, no. Don't do it. It's a slippery slope, you know. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, sure. One day you're just talking while you're washing your hands, but soon it's going to be like right when you're stepping out. Right. And then, you know what? They're going to reach even further and they're going to like... See your shoes underneath yep. the little stall. And be like, hey, is that like, you? And you're like, hey, no, it's not me. I'm I got going a story to, to tell you. It's like, about my day. After we get out, I'll tell you the story. Or while we're in here, I'll tell you the story. That would be the worst. 
Have you ever walked into the bathroom while someone else was walking in and they started to start talking to you while you entered? Yeah, it's time to that leave. That is the worst. And here's why that's the worst. Because it's awkward. Because they, you know, urinal conversations, I don't like either. But they're not as bad as stall conversations, right? Because, like, that's the ultimate terrible thing, right? Having a conversation yeah. with someone else in a stall. Urinal conversations, I don't like it either. But it's better than that. But here's the problem. You both walk into the bathroom. They start striking up a conversation. And they're probably thinking, oh, they're going to go your the urinal and then we'll just talk at the urinal but what if i have to go to the stall what happens then (laughs) (laughs) have you ever thought about that guy no you haven't so like what do you do do you just like do you do you not go to the stall and you pretend to go to the urinal yes not make it awkward that's what i would do that's what I've done. I'll, no, let's just, I'll come I've, out and say it. I have done that too. And I, because I don't want to go into the stall and then be talked to in the stall. So I just like pretended to go to the bathroom at the urinal. And then I washed my hands slowly <laughs> and the guy left and then I just went and to the stall. And then you the stall. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's so awkward. And all of this could be avoided if we just institute the no talking in the bathroom rule. Like, if we just did yeah. that, this would never have to happen. But God, no. so funny. You know, it's ridiculous. So, I'm a hard no on talking in the bathroom in general. Yeah, I am too. Uh, my boss is terrible. He sees your shoes and it's like he, he's got you. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. He's got something to say. So, like, in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. He'll be in the stall, and then you walk in, and he sees your shoes. Oh, no. And we're talking. Oh, God. What do you do? I can't just leave, right? So do you pretend to pee? A lot of the time, I just wash my... I'll be like, oh, I just came in here to wash my hands, I guess. Uh Uh-huh, and then you leave. Yeah. Have you ever gone into a bathroom and then was like, oh, God, I don't want to be in here, and then you go to another bathroom? Because I have two bathrooms at my work on my Mm -hmm. floor. So sometimes I'll just go in and I'll be like, nope, this is going to be awkward. And then I leave. And then, like, I'll pretend to pee, wash my hands, and then I'll just go to another bathroom. Uh, it's a strategy. This is be really funny. No. So we have, we have nope. two bathrooms at work, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. One bathroom is a normal bathroom that's built for, like, a lot of people. Okay. And one of them is, like, a bathroom at, at, a, at, at your house. There's, okay, it's and it's small, small. It's a small bathroom, yep. And I know the person that whose desk it is, who's behind that bathroom. Mm-hmm. And whenever someone uses it, their office <laughs> oh God. gets bathroom oh in it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. And people use that bathroom all, all day. The time. That poor person. <laughs> Did, so they know anytime someone's going to the bathroom. And the, they'll complain, oh be like, can you please not use this bathroom? The ba- this bathroom, and if you do, don't do anything serious in just, here. Just pee. Just go number number one. You know? People don't listen. Oh my god. That's the worst. Yeah. Just go to the other bathroom. Why is it That's so what hard? I do. Why is it so hard to go to the other bathroom? It's slightly farther away. Who cares? Who, are there multiple stalls in the other one? Yeah, no. The... The, one the other one's next a full to, bathroom, right? It's just the one next to the office is a single mm-hmm. toilet bathroom. The other one is a big one. It's got multiple everything. That's ridiculous. I can't believe people go there. Yeah. Have you ever used a little bathroom? Never. Yeah, I wouldn't either. It would feel weird. Yeah. People don't have any shame. 
You have shame, clearly. I have, I have empathy. Empathy, too. that's that's the word. Yeah. Yeah, that's bizarre. But anyway, sometimes I'll go into a bathroom and I'll like... Actually, this happens a lot. I'll walk to the bathroom and I'll see someone I know going in the bathroom. And I'll be like, nope, I'm going to pass on that one. And I'll just walk to the other bathroom, which is further away. But I'm avoiding a possibility of a conversation in the bathroom. Because that's my ultimate goal, really. I think that's also nice of you to do, too, in a weird way. Because the way I feel is I don't want to see someone I know in the bathroom. I don't. I don't ever. So I'm going to do them a favor by not having to be any. Because maybe they don't want to see someone they know in the bathroom. Maybe they feel just as awkward about it. And they, them talking to you is just their, their brain telling them, oh, this is what you're supposed to do when you see somebody you know, you know. So you're kind of giving them the out. There you go. By going to a different bathroom. Maybe. Do you think that there are bathroom talkers out there where they'll talk to you, you know, through the stall and then they hear you leave and then they say to themselves, shit, what did I do? Why did I say anything? (laughs) Like they second guess what they were saying. Yeah. They were like, why did I talk at all? He probably felt so uncomfortable. Probably. Maybe. I hope so. Me too. God. Bathroom talkers are weird. A weird breed. Do you know the people that talk on their phones in the bathroom? No, you shouldn't Th- do that, that either. That freaks me out, too. Like, I thought it was only people that, on the, that, are on, that are peeing at the urinal do that, but I heard someone talk on their phone in the stall. Like, don't do that. You're in the bathroom. You're doing a thing you should not be conversing with someone at the same time. They're going to hear whatever you're doing. <laughs> don't you realize that? Yeah. Uh... Your next Reddit question is, if scientists invented teleportation, but the death rate was one in five million, would you use it? Why? Or why not? Yes. Yes, you would use it. Mm-hmm. Despite the death rate being one in five million. Which five is million not, not, not that, that high. a lot. Yeah, that's really not that bad. You probably run a larger risk driving every day, don't you think? That's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. So I almost guarantee you I would use it all the time. What would the death rate have to be for you to not use it? Like, what's the minimum amount of death rate for you to still use a teleporter frequently? Like, let's say daily. Daily? To, To get to your job and back. Yeah. Um, let's see. I would be happy with another 20 years of life. So. One in a million? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe something around there. One in a million. One in ten. I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, I wouldn't do that. No. I have uh, an idea for how to modify oh, this question, though. Yeah, what? What's that? What if there was a one in five million chance that it wouldn't kill you, mm. but you got put back together a little different? Oh. And. It didn't like like grotesque different or like not grotesque but just very slightly, slightly different. different and you would never be the same again. Would you know it though? I think you would feel that it, something was off. Oh, that's I don't think I would. Like it discombobulated part of your brain and stuff. I, I think I could give you I think I'd prefer yeah. the death scenario. <laughs> yeah. I think I would I wouldn't use it. That's creepy. I wouldn't do it. That's creepy. Isn't that creepy? It is. Teleportation is weird because, obviously, it's hypothetical. But if we ever invented it, 
If you were teleported, do you think you're the same person when you come out of the other side of the teleporter? Uh, are we doing a ship of Theseus type thing? Yeah, I mean, kind of, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you, though? Because your molecules have been reconstituted on the other side, but they're not really the same anymore. Yeah. I mean, no. and are you just your molecules? What if you left something back there? Like, what if your consciousness gets left behind? Yeah. I, when I was like 15, like, I wanted to, this was like the sci fi story I wanted to write really badly was like, someone invents a teleporter. And they start teleporting people, and everyone comes out like really weird because they lose their like soul or whatever in the process, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting question because, like, do you lose your like consciousness in some way? Because consciousness, the only, the only definition we have is a continuous, uh, like, like realization of of yourself, you know. And the key there being, it has to be continuous. <laughs> and when you teleport yourself it's not continuous anymore because you're not conscious while your molecules are moving around, you know? Yeah. And so like, does it, are you still you at the end of the day? And I don't know if you are, I don't think you are. I'm not sure though. I wouldn't feel comfortable trusting that whoever built the machine is going to get everything. Yeah. That's there. Yeah. I don't think they would. But even so, if they got everything, let's say they got everything. Mm-hmm. But it's still just a duplicate, right? You are reconstituted on the other side. I don't think you're the same person anyway, because your original self is dead. It has been disintegrated. And your new self is now alive. But it's not you anymore. It's the new you. It's your clone, effectively. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so you've just killed yourself to pop out on the other side, essentially. Yeah. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what happens. The you that was standing there was built over a period of however long your life is up to that point. The you that's standing in the new location was built in a second by a machine. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Mm -hmm. It's bizarre. Would you do it? Would you do it? No, I wouldn't get I don't think I would. I don't think I would, because I'd be afraid of that, right? I'd be afraid of losing who I am and never being the same again. Because it wouldn't be me anymore. Because I wouldn't even know, right, that I wouldn't know what my life would be. Like, because I'm dead. I die in that moment. And new me would know, but that's not me because yeah. I'm not that. New me, knew you wouldn't be able to identify what is missing. Nope. Even if something was missing. You're right. You're probably right. Yeah. Just could feel weird, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's a really weird question. Um, I like the idea of a future where everybody's teleporting everywhere and there's a group of paranoid people who are like us they're like nah they it does something to, to you i don't yeah. like it mm-hmm. and it turns out that it's like it's kind of like sports and in injuries where there's a group of people that's trying to suppress the the real effects people that you know teleport every day they mm-hmm. do it because they like travel a lot later in life they wind up it's like with, a concussion like, thing yeah, they so wind up like behaving really weirdly, badly because they're losing a small part of themselves yeah, every time. Being really impulsive. That's and, good. Like, you should write that. Yeah, it's a cool story. It is a cool maybe. idea. It's a good short story, or something like that. <sighs> oh, I think it's time for my last trivia question. Your last trivia question is safety related. What lifeline will you choose? Five second Google. I'm gonna do it. Okay. Question is. 
Over the last 10 years, the amount of ladder-related injuries <laughs> has increased. <laughs> How much? Okay. Is it A, 8%? Uh-huh. Is it B, 25%? Is it C, 50%? Or is it D, 325%? Jesus. Over the last 10 years? Yes. How much have ladder-related injuries increased? Have we been using the ladder more as a society? It. The answer is yes, but I'm not going to tell you how much. That surprises me. Because I would have thought that we use the ladder less. Because we're lazy and we just hire people to do it for us. Uh, well, but someone's got to climb that ladder. Someone does have I mean, there's always, yeah. No, you're right. Someone does have to climb the ladder. We can move the responsibility around, but at the end of the day, someone has to climb it. Yeah. That's a very... And, like, the internet is made of ladders, if that's, you think about it. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. Yeah. Uh, that's very deep, without yeah. you knowing it. But the, the fact that someone's got to climb the ladder, you yeah. know? Like, at the end of the day, no matter how lazy we get as a society and how, like, we move our responsibilities onto others for convenience and stuff someone has to climb the ladder (laughs) i mean someone's got to do it and i guess my assumption is if someone had to climb the ladder they would be better at it because their job is to climb ladders you see what i'm saying right like oh i don't want to do that i'll hire someone to do it and the person you hire knows how to climb a ladder safely but then again, maybe they're climbing more ladders than they've ever had before because so many people need other people to climb ladders for them. So yeah. the, 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 the chances are high of injury. All right, I'm going to five-second Google this bad boy. What do you think it is? Okay, what are the options again? 8%? Uh, 25, 50, and 325. I think it's 25%. It seems like okay. a reasonable number. Not too high, not too low, just right. You know what I mean? Yep. Okay. Uh, Ready? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Google. Ladder-related injuries increased. Oh, God, I spelled that so badly. National Ladder ladder Safety Month. (laughs) Is that (laughs) What month is that? Uh, I don't know. I can't click on the link. Okay. But I, I will after this. But it's it's real. There's nothing easy about falling up. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? There's nothing easy about falling off a ladder, says the CDC. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't have any. Okay, okay. I got one link that could be right here. It says. Study conclusion. Given the 50% increase in ladder-related injuries during the study period. I don't know what their study period is, but maybe it's the same study period as yours. And 50% was was an answer, right? Yes. Okay, I'm going with 50% final answer. 50 is correct. Yes. I like how you put 325% just to throw me off. Yeah. That's good. So is there a story behind this? or At work... Our director of safety sent out an email to everyone with ladder trivia, mm-hmm. and I thought it was the coolest thing I had ever seen. So you decided to be ladder ladder safety 
in uh, trivia today in trivia. for the Time Bat Show. Yes, okay. it inspired me. I like it. I like it a lot. So the 50% increase, do you think that's because more people are using ladder? Or, like, why do you think that is? I think it's, like, power lines, radio towers. Um, mm, which is like, more work to be done. Yeah, it's like cable cabling. Yeah, that makes sense. Mostly. By the way, Ladder Safety Month is March. So it's right now. Oh, We're happy ladder. ladder Safety Month, everybody. <laughs> it just worked out, didn't it? Maybe that's why your uh, boss or whatever sent the thing. That's probably why. Because it's Ladder Safety Month right now. Oh, it's all coming together. This article is from 2017, but it's. I'm assuming it's still Ladder Safety Month. Unless they changed it from March. Yeah. Ooh, I see a guy on a ladder. He's got three points of contact. I see it. Oh, yeah. Like their show. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. Next time I see someone on a ladder and, yeah, I, and they I have the three that. points of contact, I'm going to be like, nice form. <laughs> nice form. Good laddering. Well done. Good laddering. You're I see a, that three points of contact. You're, you're doing a great job. Uh, much better than my zero points of contact. Um, all right. Do we have time for a couple more? Yeah, we do. We have time for a couple more runs. Yeah. Uh, I have two stupid ones. Uh, if you if you were to describe your sex life with a single Star Wars quote, what would it be? <laughs> okay. Do you yeah. know the R2-D2 quote where he gets shot when they're fighting the Ducks? So start it's the- not <laughs> actually a quote, but he's... <laughs> <laughs> it's that one. It's just him going... <laughs> when he gets shot by a laser or whatever. Yep, that's, that's mine. That's yours? I like where you're going with that. I think mine would be, I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, too. Oh God! All right. Well, that was a fun Reddit question. Um, do you have any? Because I don't really have a lot left. I do. Mine I have some really bad left so. over from last right, week. Good. Let's do that. This one says well was posted by Cause Y Y E E T. Thanks you, for that. Y-Y-E-E-T. He says, "Am I justified in turning my location off, even though my roommate asks me to leave it on?" Yes, absolutely. No one has a right to your location but you, in my opinion. Uh, What do you think about this? I agree with you. Now, why would your roommate want your location to be on? Yeah. What, are they snooping on you or something? That seems like a really unhealthy relationship this person has. Is there any more context to this story? No, that that was all they posted. Because, like, I'm not saying this is ever justified, but if they're, like late for stuff a lot or like they need to pay the rent and they're like not in their apartment and like i could see why someone would ask for that but like i don't think it's justified either way but like i feel like there has to be some kind of story about this you know yeah it's a strange question because the first thing i thought of is i've heard of couples doing this i've never heard of roommates but what if they were couples? Oh shit! And now they're roommates. Oh god! Do you do you still have um, no? The you don't rights? have the privilege. I don't think you do. do that. Yeah. I don't think you do. Let me tell you something very fast here. Being a roommate with someone uh, after you were already a couple is like the worst possible scenario 
you could possibly have in your life, period. Well, not period, but it's up there, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know. So, <laughs> so I feel like if maybe that's not what they're saying. Maybe that maybe that is the thing. Maybe they used to be in a couple, and the the roommate now wants that. Which that seems even more reason to get the hell out of there, right? Yeah. Like if if it wasn't enough being in an awkward roommate relationship with someone you used to be in a couple with, now they want your location. Like that's time to leave, right? But yeah, I don't, know. I don't think it's justified in almost in any scenario. I don't think it's justified in couples, and I don't think it's justified as roommates. Now, I think you can have a much stronger argument as couples, mm-hmm. but I still don't agree with it. I don't know. What's your take on that one? For couples, um, yeah. I don't agree with it in like 99% of the situations. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones where I it does make sense is if you have kids, mm-hmm. then that's, that's just kind of safer. For the kids to have happens, it on, or to you to have it? Uh, for the whole family, maybe. Even. Yeah, you're probably right. It's but that's I, like a mutual agreement thing, right? That's yeah. You're doing. You're you're all mutually agreeing to do that. That's not like a control thing. That's not like I want you to have your location on so I know where you are. It's more like yeah. For sa- for our safety, we're all agreeing to do this. Yeah, it's the controlling issue that like bothers me the most. Where I mean, even especially in a roommate situation, it sounds like this person is trying to control the other mm-hmm. person's life, which it's, is and it's like a trust thing too. In couples, it's a trust thing, right? It's like I don't trust you, so you should have your location on at all times. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but like I know some couples that do it, but like they don't like force the other one to do it. They just both think it's convenient, you know, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But I think if it's like, oh, I want you to turn your location on, and the other person's like, no, I don't want to. It's like, well, you have to because it's important to me or whatever. Yeah. I think that's weird. Enjoy. I have some bad news for you. Tell me. So I think our generation is the last one to have a problem with that. Oh, my God. You're right. Kids these days, they have all their friends' locations on. Really? At all times. Every. Every person in high school or younger shares their location with their friends. Seriously? Yeah. So how do you even do that? Is that like a phone thing? Yeah, it's an iPhone thing. You can see so what everybody is. Is that a... Because I know like 10 years ago, I remember Facebook brought this thing. And it was like, share your location with your friends. And I was like, hell no. Uh, but this is an iPhone thing now. This is like a phone thing now. That's one way to do it. Um, so like you can turn your location on on your phone. And then your friends can see where you are. Yeah, on the iPhone, if you have someone as a contact and they have their location stuff turned on, you mm-hmm. can see where they are. So let me ask you something. Can you do this for a person-by-person basis? Is this just like if it's on, anyone can see it who's on your contact list? Uh, I don't know. I don't have an iPhone, and I've I never used hope, that feature. I have an iPhone. I've never used it. I would hope you can do it person-to-person, like on a person-by-person basis, because... I'll tell you right now, this is a great way for a serial killer to kill you, right? It's fantastic. Yeah. It's so easy for a serial killer to kill you. All they have to do is get your phone number and put, you know, and you get their phone number somehow, which really isn't that hard in this day and age. Like, people exchange phone numbers like they're, you know, M&Ms at this point, you know, so a serial killer could easily make that happen. And then now you know exactly where they are at all times and you can plan your perfect serial murder of them, you know. 
Yeah. And they're coming home from the gym and they cross that weird back alley or whatever. Boom. Has that been in a horror movie yet? The one, like, a scene oh. where the serial killer is using a location service to follow a victim on, like, a long run or something. I have no idea, but it should be. I mean, it, that's the first thing that came to my mind when you told me about the location things. Like, oh, serial killers would be would get a kick out of this. They'd love this. They'd love this thing. This is great. <laughs> Do people just not think about this stuff? Like, I would share my location with, like, three people I could think of off the top of my head. And one of them is you. You know, like, I would have to trust someone a lot to share my location. Like, yeah. a lot. Like, not not just, like, a pretty good friend. No, like, a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, I think I location and, like, credit card are the same tier for what what I share. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Like, uh-huh. if, if I would share my location with someone, I would also share my credit card with well, them. Well, the location thing is, is different because it's always shared. That's the distinction. Like, sharing where you are with someone any at random time, that's not weird because you're offering that up you know normally but but sharing where you are constantly is a level that i don't want to get to you know i don't like that people do it maybe we are the last generation to care and i think that's uh we've had this conversation before i think we're the last generation to care about privacy yeah we are i'm almost positive we are and i mean part of our generation doesn't care and part of them do and a a lot of them are kind of in this weird 50 50 gray area where they like care but not that much you know like they care when it's in when it's convenient to care and when it's inconvenient to care they you know they give it up because it's easy yeah but yeah i think we're the last generation to care about privacy which i think is going to bite us in the ass eventually but And that won't be our problem. That'll be the next generation's problem. So what are you going to do? I don't know. Uh, Who's our sponsor today, Bad Snacks? Our sponsor today is Blue Cap Brand Safety Ladders. When you need three points of contact, choose Blue Cap. Uh, Remember when you're feeling safe. (laughs) What? Go to the place. The place. Uh, Good night, everyone. Drive safely. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.